Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda Wilson, wife to one, mom to eight, Nana to nine, and 26-year veteran homeschooling mom. I am also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. So if you are new to homeschooling or even burnt out on homeschooling, I would encourage you to give this book a read because it's quick and it's fast and it's it's simple and it's straightforward and it's going to help you sort of refocus again on what's really important when it comes to homeschooling our kids. Also, I wrote a book called The Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. It's a 31-day devotional written specifically for homeschooling moms, as well as the four-hour school day, how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. Now, all three of those books can be found on my website, DorendaWilson.com. They can be found at Amazon, and the four-hour school day can be found at both of those places and pretty much any of your favorite booksellers. Well, I am excited today again to have Diane uh, Craft back with us. If you listened to the last podcast, um, we had a great conversation about identifying and correcting blocked learning gates in your child. And Diane had some very simple and straightforward, um, doable, practical, um, inexpensive ways to deal with learning struggles. And so I would encourage you to go back and listen to that if you haven't. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about right brain teaching strategies, and Diane will be the one to explain more fully what that is. But um, the reason that I wanted to do these podcasts is because I know that there are a lot of us who are homeschooling struggling learners, and often we feel like we're just we're really not qualified. And I just. I can't help but think, I'm actually, I've, I firmly believe that we are, in fact, the best facilitators of our kids' education. I mean, if you think about it, no one loves and cares for your kids like you do, and no one is more invested in their future than you are. And I have said all along, I've said for years, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. And so if he's called you to this, he will equip you for it. And I think that um, we often make things more difficult than we need to, especially when we are homeschooling struggling learners. Um, and I just believe that God can give us simple, effective strategies and resources that allow us to actually relax and enjoy our kids, whether they're struggling learners or not. And so I'm I'm excited to have Diane back to talk about the sort of the second half of what she wanted to discuss. But before I have her dive in to her part, I want to introduce her because if you weren't listening to the last, you didn't listen to the last podcast, you probably you may have no idea who she is. Maybe you do know who she is, but here is a little uh, biography. Diane Kraft is devoted to making learning easier for kids of all ages. She's the president of her consulting firm, Child Diagnostics Incorporated in Denver, and is considered the leader in alternative teaching strategies by several teaching universities. Diane has a master's degree in special education and is a certified natural health professional. She has over 25 years experience teaching bright children who have to work too hard to learn. After working in both public school and homeschool settings, Diane has developed a successful three-pronged approach to reducing and eliminating learning glitches. Those three prongs are brain integration therapy, which my son and I are actually doing right now, right brain teaching strategies, and targeted nutritional interventions. 
She has designed the Craft Right Brain Readers and a Right Brain Reading Program for children with dyslexia and other reading problems. Parents across the country have seen their children overcome learning struggles using these tools. As a nutritionist, Diane also specializes in natural treatments for kids with sensory processing dysfunction and focus attention issues. And you'll find her teaching strategies are lighthearted and fun. Kids love them. So welcome, Diane. I'm so glad that you're with us again today. My great pleasure to be here. All right. Well, I really would love for you to just go ahead and dive into this whole idea um, that we're we're talking about today, um, that when we use bright, right brain teaching strategies, it actually helps our kids feel smart. Isn't it mainly because, like we talked about in the last podcast, because those connections are, st- are starting to be made? You're so right. The connections are starting to be made. When I, after I was finished homeschooling my son, I went back into the school system and, uh, we were, I was in a resource room, and I had these wonderful, bright kids who had worked way too hard to learn, who didn't feel bright at all. So when they came in, the first thing I did was, as we talked about in the first podcast, the first thing I did was to get rid of the reversals, because they were reading reversals, writing reversals, no matter what age they were. They were having to work way too hard to learn. So we correct that, and by reconnecting the left and right hemisphere, just using simple midline exercises that are very targeted for visual processing, auditory processing, and writing processing. So that only took 20 minutes a day, and I would have them for their 45-minute session for reading, or a 45-minute session for language arts, or a 45-minute class session for math. So we did our exercises, and then I taught them in a different way, because mm. if, they, if the same way had worked... Like if if they were learning through workbooks or worksheets, but they would bring them to my class and I wouldn't do anything different, what would have changed? So I asked God to show me a completely different way to teach them what's going on. And then we began to run into like June Jackson had her wonderful classes on how to add color, picture, weird humor, and emotion as a memory hook to everything that you want to remember. And it's wonderful. And I'm just going to tell you a story of um, Jeremy. Jeremy was one of my second graders who uh, he uh, was pulled out of as a second grade with a group of five others. And one of the things that Jeremy, he had difficulty with reading and with spelling. And so I was using a card of the word is, and I knew I had to do something else with it because the left brain learns in black and white remembering and the sounds you just say it over and over and over and you get it transfers over the corpus callosum into the right brain which is a long-term memory storage well for jeremy because he wasn't crossing the midline easily things didn't go from the left brain looking at it to the right brain memory so we were doing the exercises that were going to correct that and create the bridges he needed but that was going to take all the way through the year to get stronger and stronger and stronger so i needed something for him to feel smart right away. So I had the word is and I had the eye shaking, shaking, made the eye real shaky with a magic marker and the S in green with, it was a snake with his his tongue coming out. And I said, he said, the little is is saying, is the snake going to bite me? Is, you know, if you add motion, usually they remember it. And he said, Mrs. Kraft, do you have an easier word? 
And he said, well, that would be uh, Jeremy. I said, so tell me, what is a word that you don't think you could ever spell? And he said, mm, Lamborghini. I said, great. I had to look it up. I didn't know it had an H in it. <clears throat> so it does. The Lamborghini has an H in it. So the H, of course, became the tailpipe. And then mm-hmm. we put, to remember which letters, you know, he knew the L, so we could leave that in black and white. See, the left brain learns in black and white, in writing over and over, remembering phonics rules. If that works for your child, nothing you need to do because they're working just fine in the system. Right, now, right. My kids weren't working fine in the system, but they had a wonderful brain. But they were mm-hmm. only using the half and the half that wasn't their strength. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, we made all sorts of little doodles around it and you spelled it. So then he went across the hall to Mrs. Ellis, who was his second grade teacher. And she was a, a very considerate, good second grade teacher. And when he came in, she said, well, Jeremy, what did you learn in class today? And he said, I learned how to spell Lamborghini. He said, well, that's not a second grade word. So he took it, he went on the board and practically took the whole board. Oh, goodness. And then he turned around and said, and I can do it backwards too. Oh, my goodness. So everybody wanted to come to this smart class because we, so when I always taught my special ed teachers, I said, we don't cut down on the spelling. You know, so we usually, what do they do for the IEP? Okay, the 20 spelling words only giving him 10. I said, we are guaranteeing that they're going to lose those words and always be a poor speller. I said, no, instead we do this. We say, yes. I'm going to, we're going to do their commonly used words. We're going to do the classroom words and we want every bonus word. Because Mm -hmm. if we add enough jazz on there, enough emotion, Mm -hmm. and boys Mm -hmm. love bodily fluids. Yeah, that's so true. We can teach them anything with a proper amount of bodily fluids are are Mm -hmm. gross, are irreverent. The right right brain loves wacky. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and anyway, as we would put them up, and it, it is true, there's just, we did every bonus word. And because why? We now taught them to use the part of their brain that loves to learn in this way. So mm-hmm. the left brain, we think of it as analytical. Mm-hmm. It loves data. Mm-hmm. It loves um or auditory, black mm-hmm. and white, just mm-hmm. give me the facts, ma'am, like dragnet. Right, right. But that's not my guys. They're not left brain. Or it doesn't even matter if they're left brain or right brain. I did not interview my students to find out if they're left brain or right brain. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they were left brain dominant, likely things worked for them in the classroom. Right. Because they were, that's the way they learn. So I just said, well, plan B. I consider mm-hmm. right brain teaching plan B. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. The, if plan A doesn't work, great. Try a little jazz on there. Try a little mm-hmm. more blood. You may have mm-hmm. to have a really awful story. And one time one guy said, oh, you know, just one teacher said, he's just not remembering this. And I said, well, you know, someone might have to just pee in their pants. You know, right. in other words, <laughs> what, you can see why we had a hoot. Whether my guys were eighth grade or they were second grade, we did mm-hmm. this with our spelling words and it was inevitable we'd get a three-year growth in spelling. Well, you can see why for them the writing gate 
wasn't the way that they learned for spelling because they already had a dysgraphia. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like we weren't going to write, but that was not going to be how they learned. Right, they had right. They utensil in their hand, their brain shut off. And mm-hmm. phonics wasn't holding because they had an auditory processing problem. So the I before E, if except after C, business didn't make any difference to them. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. we did is we made stories and pictures on the parts. So we gave a pretest, found out which, they, which letters weren't hanging together for them for my sixth, seventh, eighth graders, we did it as a whole class. <clears throat> would have ten, usually boys, nine out of ten of them are boys, and we would just come up with words. For example, um, my guys were like, let's say they were reading War and Peace. They were, you know, 14, 15 years old. They were basketball players, but they were in my language arts class. Why? Because mm-hmm. their spelling was W-U-Z, ensure S-H-U-R. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... I just said, okay, let's let's show you show you how to make this is independent of uh, you know reversals, all of that. That belongs in the midline. This is just teaching strategies that anybody right. loves. I learned right. all my credit card numbers just by taking doing story and picture. Your mm-hmm. your memory wants to learn in this way. Right. So anyway, we took the word sure and they were it was you know, S S H U R is how they spelled it. It was the way it should be spelled, right? It should be S H U R. But so I <clears throat> put it on the whiteboard, and it, out of the U, I had a deodorant can rising up high, mm-hmm. and then we put a spray on, and it was spraying down. What was they spraying on? An armpit that was coming mm-hmm. out of the R, and we did. Oh, look at the hair! Oh man, that's a matted hairy armpit. This is gross. My right. boys love gross. We teach multiplication facts with gross right. <clears throat> things on them, and they just love it. Oh yeah, that's the one where the, the the bully was after the boy, and he got him a dog. And oh yeah, fifty six. We know that. So it's you. You do instant smarts. Right. Just like so. Right. Sure, we know that we have to do the midline all the way through the year to make the connections so we sure. don't have to teach this way forever. Right, but, right. And the and the midline connections, moms um, who are listening, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, we're referring to a few simple exercises that actually help um, uh, limit or even get rid of things like dysgraphia, um, dyslexia, and things like that. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that. And so right now, what, what Diana is talking about is just uh, doing this in addition while, while you're, while you're, while you're doing the midline exercises consistently, you're, you're adding this to it because you want to keep progressing. Is that, is that what you're saying? You're doing that. You said that perfectly. <clears throat> I think I'll have you speak for me when you come to conferences. <laughs> so, so memory hooks are a big part right. of right brain teaching strategies. And so like yeah. color and picture and, and weird, weird humor and, and emotion. And this is where moms, we have to be, we have to remember to keep our sense of humor. We get <laughs> so serious about homeschooling and yes, it's a responsibility, but so much of it can just be fun. And silly. like you were saying, if you've got boys, a silly, being silly with them, they love that. Mm-hmm. And if you're laughing and having a great time, my goodness, that is going to make all the difference in the world um, because your kids are feeling valued. They're feeling safe and comfortable and like learning is actually fun. We laugh a lot, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I love this whole idea of coming up with with memory hooks and different ways to just be creative about how we're going to learn to spell this word that you don't know how to spell. Exactly. We can, in other words, it's an add-on, it's an addendum. I speak to a lot of um, even the um, 
the, the places that use, you know, the phonics with the tiles and all of that. And they say, yeah, the, they, we can get them so far. I said, I know. If you guys embedded on, it, it, the whole idea is embedding the left brain on the right brain. It would just go mm -hmm. so much faster. So in right. other words, you can add this to anything that I love about it. It is totally inexpensive. All you mm -hmm. need is magic markers and the zany part of yourself. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when mm -hmm. you do, you get them in. So what it, we realize, and what I learned from June Jackson and all these other wonderful people who have these revelations, is that we need to, the left brain is the data, remember, the um, <clears throat> uh, Friday, Joe Friday, who just said, you know, just the facts, ma'am, just give me the data. But it wasn't holding, for example, saying the multiplication facts over and over again, saying the phonics rules over and over again, mm -hmm. wasn't working. So he said, okay, we're going to take that data, which we somehow have to store what's the door what's another door mm -hmm. we go in the mm -hmm. back door instead of the right. front door the back yeah. door is we're going to put glue on it now we know that what if hollywood was teaching you how to spell something would they have you just write it over and over no, no they would what act it out so we know you have to add emotion to it. So we, but you have to embed. If they learn one thing from this whole podcast, and that's embedding, that means that, you, for example, with um, uh, phonic sounds, the AU we say is ah, and we put the picture of the saw on one side of the card and the AU on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the brain doesn't do a virtual tour and right. say that the AU goes with the saw. No, the AU goes in the left brain, the picture goes in the right brain, never to see each other for a long time until mm -hmm. after Christmas when we've made enough connections. <clears throat> but I want them to read that right now. And mm -hmm. so with um, my boys, we always did 20 minutes a day practicing reading long words with the decoding unit in color. We didn't do any writing, any rules, or any um, of those kinds of workbooks, but what, they made it to your growth. What is a decoding? What is a decoding? Decoding is sounding out long words. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got so it. One, of the, one of the things that Miss Eric, an eighth grader, said to me, Mrs. Kraft, I used to always guess at long words that had the AU in it because I couldn't remember the sound. Now, every time I see a word with AU in it, I see the picture of the saw. Do you see why the picture is the glue? The mm -hmm. picture is the Velcro. Mm -hmm. People teach foreign languages like this. Instead of putting the Spanish word here and the picture next to it, embed it. The brain loves to learn in a chunk mm -hmm. and it will retrieve it in a chunk. And and we have found that what do we have what do we always say we have more megabytes in the right brain than the left brain because what do we say a picture is worth a a thousand words a thousand words and so we even do this in uh, we teach with every single subject when we call that our healing teaching sessions they can read about it on our website or so just download some healing teaching sessions which means we teach the subject we always teach the content because remember we need to make a two-year growth so we're, we're not watering down any content but we're teaching it with memory hooks Right. We never leave a concept until we have put memory hooks on. One of them is how to uh, do the order of operations for algebra. And so mm -hmm. like instead of, you know, we do PEMDAs, you know, first you do the parentheses and expo exponents and multiply, then subtract and add that type of thing. Well, my, uh, she said, you know, our eighth grade teacher, Mrs. Beecher said, they are not remembering, you know, they need the processes. 
And I said, yeah, your, your auditory processing kids who are strong and that will remember PEMDAs. Mine say PANDAs, PUNDAS. I mean, just so we're, mm -hmm. so we're going to switch over to the, to the visual, turn off the tape recorder, we're going to turn on the screen. So we did, we put a, like a large teenager there, his head, and we put earphones on him. That was mm -hmm. for, the, for, for the parentheses first. Oh, and then gotcha. he had a scratchy necklace. His parents went to Honolulu, sent it, brought him a scratchy necklace, four squared, four squared, four squared necklace. And you know, the squared part really got into his neck. It was just kind of a pain to have. So you see how you add emotion, right? And mm -hmm. then an X on his shirt and his belt had a division sign. Then, you know, the adding on one knee and the subtraction on the other. But she said, it's wonderful by the end of the year I had a place in that math class she said I'll teach you concepts you put the memory hooks on so mm -hmm. I had one half mm -hmm. of the board <clears throat> to do that she said when it came to taking tests of course there'd be nothing on the board but they looked at the board and there it was in their head right, right. <clears throat> so you can get successful in anything and that's what, what I was looking to do and it just really made such a difference the data so with um, the we are phonics our right brain phonics program which you can look at because you can also make it yourself but the whole idea is take your cards that have the sound on it and then embed it because the brain will take it right. in a unit and retrieve mm -hmm. it in a unit. It's so fun to see when so they say. So I have a question. Yes. Do you have Do you have that information on your website? Of ways, teaching the ways. right brain child. Oh, in hundreds mm -hmm. of ways. That's okay. what the website's okay. about. We have videos that are Great. very inexpensive, Great. or they can uh, YouTube, or or even if they email us, they send them documents that explains what is right brain and what right. are some uh, because this is our two steps. Right, and we will we will leave a link in the podcast notes for you moms to to be able to get over to that website and um, find what you need. We have lots of fun and laughter during our spelling and math sessions. One of the things, uh, just even think about how you can add, <clears throat> this isn't either for learning glitches or anybody, if it isn't easy, add an emotion, a color, a weird. Mm -hmm. So like Saturday, okay, my boys would spell it S-A-T-E-R-D-A-Y. Now they say, oh, those are the R rules. Well, you know, there are a whole bunch of rules that we don't remember. Mm -hmm. So right. um, we just did on Saturday, they sat all around all day, board, board, board. So the E had a little um, unhappy sign in it. But this mm -hmm. guy said, I'm going swimming. And we put a little, um, oh, uh, cartoon character just diving into and then we had to make it a U with waves in there. And mm -hmm. they say then we say, but what so what if we dived into make it an E, he dived into an E, oh man, he'd hit his head, he'd get brain damage. You have to call the ambulance. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so I never found that they misspelled it again. So often they'll say, yeah, they'll get it right for a spelling test, but not when they write. But that's mm -hmm. not the case because of visual and visceral are connected. If it doesn't look right, right visually, their gut, the visceral, say, oh, no, wait a minute. Ambulance. Hey, heck no. So I never had sure Saturday misspelled again in their writings. So that's mm -hmm. the idea of uh, putting memory hooks on it. So many times when mm -hmm. you talk to parents, they say, well, you know, we need to do math and reading <clears throat> during the summer. Otherwise, they're going to be so far behind. They can't remember. We're lucid. I said, that's if you teach without memory hooks. Take the summer mm -hmm. off. Start the mm -hmm. fallout and start putting memory hooks on. So in, in other words, if they get it wrong in spelling, 
great. We love words that are, are wrong because then we get to really have fun with it. Maybe one of the letters has to have a skiing accident. <clears throat> you know, in other words, I still remember my boys who could remember psychology forwards and backwards. And because we had the CHO where three guys who were sitting in a the theater and they had gas. Yeah. And <laughs> so then the others had to hold their nose. I mean, I remember those things 10 years later as I learned them with them. Mm-hmm. There's so much to be said for using. It works so well with scripture. Putting mm-hmm. the scripture and the picture like the, the, the Jabez prayer, you know, God, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. I mean, you just see it all in picture. So what mm-hmm. I loved is instant success with their photographic memories, Ben Spelling, they, they can do it. The reason they can do it backwards and the reason we have them do it backwards is because it's like pictures on a, you know, Susie standing next to Jimmy and Joey and Bobby, or it, it can go either way. So <clears throat> then we did that with every single math facts, um, you know, the facts. There's some things that have like every, every hive, every five is a hive, is a, every four is a door. You see how the left brain wants to standardize things? Mm-hmm. That doesn't work so well. We take every math fact, and you can too, and make a different story for it. Because the right brain is random, the left brain is rules. The right brain likes to, likes change, seeks change. The left brain seeks the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so <clears throat> remember, if that we don't care if the right or left brain, we just care what makes them successful. And to tell you the truth, Picture and emotion really does work with everybody. Not everybody mm-hmm. needs it, right, but everybody right, right. likes it. Right. So you can do that. We have little, um, uh, in fact, I think our download is going to show you examples of how to do math facts, examples mm-hmm. of how to do processes like fractions. You know, we have the, you know, the multi- dividing one half by two thirds. Oh, invert the divisor and multiply. I said, yeah, that's, those are good words. <laughs> but they're words. Right. So we right. know that goes exactly. out. Say, you say the words to my guys and it goes out their left toe. I've watched yeah, it's it. Like, it's just like you're speaking Chinese. Exactly. And so that's <laughs> that Brianna's mom, uh, Pam, has worked with me for many years and she's one of our consultants. And she said one time, Brianna said, Mom, she was just, the mom was telling her how to do some math. She said, Mom, I see your lips moving and I hear your voice, but I don't get it. And mm-hmm. Pam said, what am I doing wrong? I said, well, do you have a pencil or marker in your hand? Are you talking Why you're doing it? Are you drawing a picture? She said, well, no. I said, try that. Well, she did and she got it. And so this mm-hmm. is what we also do with kids when we say, they say, well, you know, they can't remember three things. They said, well, what if you would, when you're saying, I want you to make your bed, you're just doing a little doodling. Oh, there's the bed, okay. And then all those clothes under the bed, oh, have them screaming out at them. Okay, why don't you pick that up? And then the last thing is, I want you to uh, set the alarm for such and such. You're drawing it as you say it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I did this in schools, in the private schools, I found out that the um, coaches were always teaching social studies. Mm-hmm. So when I would teach a, an in-service to them, uh, they would sit in the back of the room with their arms folded because one more in-service, you know, right, where that was right. going. And I said, now you guys really want to listen up for this because I know that your best basketball players often cannot play in the game mm-hmm. because they're not, they don't remain eligible. 
because mm-hmm. the grades aren't in because they don't pass the test. They, so they perked up. And I, so I showed them how we do note-taking with uh, a, a whole chapter of history. So we had, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Mesopotamia, the, Euphra- the Euphrates, the Tigris, rivers. Or let's say you want to know the date of a, a, um, a war. So you have the soldier with his backpack. And you have on the backpack the date, and then you have a little blood coming out. <laughs> Remember, it has to be a little gross. It has to be kind of gross, especially to, for those boys. <laughs> That's all I had with boys. <laughs> it was, it's just really exciting and fun. And you always are, you know, it's not like, oh, you made a mistake. We say, oh, good. I wanted to play with that word a little bit. Wonder what mm-hmm. we should do. Or if they get it wrong in something, that I don't know how I got it wrong. I don't either. Let's put it on there and we'd have a flip chart or a, right. a whiteboard. Let's play with it. Right. See, what can we make this so gross? That you'll yeah. never forget it. <laughs> right, right. You know, in, before we started recording um, earlier, you had mentioned um, just how um, with our kids, it's it's such a great approach to say, um, just use the phrase wonder. I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder if this, I wonder if this. And I would do, I, I did something similar to that. I sometimes would say that, but I think the mo- the thing that I said to my boys a lot was, do you think that blah, 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 and just oh, like trying to too. draw out of them, because what I was doing was just basically saying, you know, we're in this I'm learning, together. <laughs> we're in this together. I'm learning along with you, and you might have a better idea than I have. Oh, it's great. And so exactly I, I just wanted to right. throw that in there because I thought that was just such a great thing. It's um, perfect. Such you a great become, word. You become their partner, and we say, We see that you're in the ditch. We're not going to throw a rope down. We're getting down there with you. Right. So, and That's I right. would do that even with them when they read sounding out long words, mm-hmm. and they would get two parts of it right. He said, I agree with the ad. I agree with the shun. Let's say it's M-I-R in there. But I wonder, what, what can we do with this one? And I, then I would put that part out, mer, oh, we have a picture of an er, okay, oh, admiration. See, I agree with this, but I, and then the other one, yeah, I wonder. My, my daughter said, in fact, my granddaughter said I was teaching her brother to read, and, and we always do pre-reading. We never have them look at a book cold. It would be mm-hmm. like going to a piano, piano recital and having the teachers say, we're going to give them a brand new piece to play in front of the whole audience. We don't want to do that. The audience is them, and we need to have them sound smart to themselves. So, so our, what is tree reading? So this is pre-reading. Oh, pre-reading. I thought you said tree reading. I was like, well, I think it's well, a good idea to read books in a tree. tree. I think That would be... That would be my style. Yeah, get in the tree. Get do your reading. Tree. It's totally fine with me. Hang upside down if you have to. <laughs> right. They don't let us together get together often, do they? It's a good I thing. Know. My procreate. <laughs> Pre-reading is this. We never give a child a, a page to read cold. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we look through it and we say, oh, so we have our art. I go to... Home Depot or, or Office Depot and get a chart, great big charts that we could uh, write on because we don't want to lose it like a whiteboard. And so they would say whatever word they have, I'll just take, okay, let's see, oh, they're this, oh, this is going to have the word assignment in it, or this has the word wedding in it. I know that you, in other words, you pull out every word that you think they could stumble on. And mm-hmm. then you sound it out on there and, oh, I wonder what this, and you play with it until you got it. Then mm-hmm. they read it in the story. 
then this is the key. In the story, when they're reading it and they get it wrong, they don't say anything. Mm. So we tell our moms we have pink duct tape that we sell for them that they might want to consider keeping because <laughs> that when you this is what we found with kids with dyslexia and I think it's in in many ways it's help it's with everybody when you stop them and you correct it like they call it guided reading and mm-hmm. works so well for kids who don't have any problems but for right. our kids you say it while they're reading that stops the flow. Right, and they right. never learn it. And I had a, a wonderful mom yesterday who her, her child just said that she said, oh, "That's what my son says when I he gets a math problem." And I say, "Oh no, that's wrong." He said, "Don't say that, mom. That makes me get a stomachache." I said, "Oh yeah, mm. we we don't say no or wrong. We say, oh, I see where you got that. But why is it wrong? Why did they mark it wrong? Let's look. I mm-hmm. wonder." And then you're mm-hmm. just doing it together. So for pre-reading. We, we, uh, we are going to store the words. Of course, we want to teach the words. But sure. we don't, you have to remember, as I told them, you're going to get a lot smarter. You're going to store them in your head while they're reading because you can't write it down. What message mm-hmm. does that give, right? So right. the next day before it's reading session time, you pull out the a big chart and you say, you know what? Oh, there's some funny words here. And then you just kind of look and say, what is the piece that we can remember? So you continue to do that all the way through. Your whole goal is not to damage them. Mm-hmm. And that's why we call it healing teaching. We don't have to mm-hmm. do that to that degree with everybody. But if we have mm-hmm. kids who have shut down, mm-hmm. or we can just maybe do it for one subject. Maybe mm-hmm. they're fine in math and reading, but they really need it for, you know, something else. Right. Grace. Right. I believe it's right. called grace, and that's what mm-hmm. God loves. <clears throat> and it's, it just absolutely revolutionized my teaching. The, and the teaching of reading was just a game changer because, mm-hmm. first of all, we're getting rid of the reversals. So you know that's a big deal. Right. And they were, we're catching it so they can now hold on to sounds. And then we're teaching all the phonics with the pictures directly on it. Jack, we're mm-hmm. just writing a second phonics book. I have it mostly done. Mm-hmm. But of course, right brainers, we never really finish anything. So I may have to just get it sent out. But there we're, <laughs> we're going for our, our middle schoolers who missed a lot of words. And we just we read long words with the decoding unit in color. And when mm-hmm. we do, we just keep reading those words and they get them and we problem solve long words so they can do soliloquy and symphony and words that, and guys, you know, words that are, were, are uh, really sophisticated words, but they can so do it with s- pictures. Right. So when you say they're in color, are mm-hmm. you, are you saying the word in the sentences is in color or the parts that they can actually read and identify in that within that word or in color. Right, good question. <clears throat> so the let's say we're reading shun words. So we'll have a whole. Um, I did this with transparencies until we made a book out of it um, with a whole list of words that have the word shun in it, and that mm-hmm. would be or the and that would be in red. Or let's okay. say that the unit, the decoding unit we want to work on for today is A-U-R. Now, this isn't for spelling. Remember what we do for spelling. Remember, we dive into a pool or, and we, you know, get the ambulance and that kind of thing. <clears throat> That's spelling. Spelling is for Venus. Reading is for Mars. And when they try to put phonics for my students, I don't mean mm-hmm. everybody for sure. Mm-hmm. For my mm-hmm. students, if we, if we try to teach spelling phonetically, 
it just doesn't work. I'm right, sure, right. you know, most words right. after second grade are not phonetic. So right. <clears throat> anyway, so let's say we're working on ah, and in our Right Brain Phonics book, we have several pages then with the A-U in color, always with the picture on top of the saw. Okay. To okay. always speak to the camera. Oh, gotcha. Camera, yeah, because then every time they see that word, they're going to see that, that awe, time. that song. It's right. so mm -hmm. wonderful to mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. That's why I have so many times a parent said, say, I just can't believe it. We read two whole pages and he would never read anymore. I said, so you're just doing the CVC words, right, which is vowel, consonant, vowel. So we're like cat. They said, now he's ready for two-syllable words. Oh, no, we have to go to level three, level four. Oh, I said, oh, no, jump. Always teach the unit in the largest word you can because the message they get is huge. So I said, if they can do a cat, they can do napkin. You put a great big A there with always a green leaf coming out of it to remind us it's an apple. Then we do the N. Oh, if we know nap, huh? I wonder, huh? What if I put in and way over on the other side, I'll put in, huh? What if I put Ken? I wonder if we'd say this together. Mm -hmm. And then I have a little article called um, The Phonics Whisperer. It's just free. You can get it on my website and read. In fact, all of these strategies, if people read any of my 25 articles, they they get all these strategies. So then right. we just say, so they're going, napkin, napkin, napkin. We always do it five times each. It might go over. But often it doesn't. And then we whisper it. And that's the magic way. That's the way it gets into the right brain. It's a napkin mm -hmm. by whispering, the phonics whisperer. So mm -hmm. that's what we do. You take the unit and all of a sudden you, you take your 10 pages ahead because now you can do two syllables. Well, then we play with three syllables. Right. Yeah. That's the mm -hmm. fun. That's why people don't, they don't mind the font, the lessons. Because we're not just reading mm -hmm. out of a book. I, reading out of a book is practice of the skills that someone has taught you. Right. Yeah. Right. We, so right. I say, well, I have him reading. He needs to read more. I said, really? I don't really care if they read a lot. I just need to teach them yeah. every skill there is. And they'll, they're right. reading a lot will come all right. by itself. Well, I have a very interesting spelling story to tell you. I think you're going to get a kick out of this. Um so our son was about 12 and his his spelling just was not very good and I it was it was noticeable um he had two older sisters so of course for both of them, right. <laughs> spelling came easy. For him, not so much. And then he had little brothers underneath him. So he's kind of the first boy, you know, that experiment like we mm -hmm. were talking about earlier. And um, I just, I was, I was, my plate was full. I, what we had going on was just perfect. It was working well. Our, you know, our homeschooling, the system that we had, the, you know, the freedom that we had, the flexibility that we had. And so, but I was like, Lord, I want to be responsible. I want to make sure that he learns how to spell. And so I was just praying about it. And every time I thought about adding like a curriculum or a spelling book, <laughs> I thought he's going to hate it and I'm going to hate it and I'm going to be overwhelmed and he's going to be overwhelmed. So this is probably going to be pointless. So I just, I just felt like the Lord was saying, just wait, just be patient, just wait. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't long. So I just prayed. I said, Lord, you're, you're going to have to do this because I... I am, I feel like I am doing everything that you're telling me to do. This feels like extra, like something I don't need to do. I don't understand why, but 
that's what it feels like. So we're just going to go forward with this. And um, you're just going to have to teach him how to spell. That's what, <laughs> basically what I said. An angel will come down. Yeah. And so a while later, um, I noticed that whenever we were in groups of people and he was having a conversation, well, he was having a conversation with anyone, his hands were down by his side and he was moving his fingers all the time. Ah. And I'm like, what is he doing? So finally, when I got him alone, I said, hey, bud, I noticed that, you know, that you're kind of just moving your fingers a lot when we're talking. What, what's going on there? And he said, oh, well, you know, I've been, his sister was learning sign language from a video, like a videotapes, oh, you know, she's yeah. watching them every day. And he apparently picked up on those and, oh. and, and learned the, all the letters in the alphabet in sign language. And he said, so I'm spelling words. Um, that people, that people are saying in the middle of, in, in our conversations. And I saw his spelling improve dramatically. Visual. He was doing his own visual. That's amazing. And it was so cool because it was like later on, one of our other sons said, well, you know how Jake is. He, he needs to have more than one thing going on at a time in order to learn. And I was like, Wow. That is very interesting. So yeah, ah. and I mean, he's a software engineer for Amazon. And he's very successful. Oh. But at 12, his spelling uh-huh. was atrocious and he hated reading and he hated language arts. Oh. And yet, you know, we just sort of, I took it at the pace that I felt like was a good fit for him. Tried not to force or push too much. You know, you want to encourage, but you don't want to force. There's a, There's a fine line there. Four years later, he started college. Oh my! Oh my! Oh, and you know, that's past, a great story. Yeah, and and all it was was just a matter of okay, do I have the bandwidth for this, Lord? If if I need to do this, I'm willing to do this. You know, yeah, I'm willing yeah. to do whatever hard work I need to do because you know this is my son. These are my kids. I I want to be responsible. But it was like the Lord was saying, "Nope, I've got this," got and He this. just took He just took care of it. And my goodness. And so that that's a story that I've told several times. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've had a few people send me an email or a message with a picture of their child who th- was having troubles um, spelling, mm-hmm. who started doing what he did, and they're and they had great success. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, I think the point of the story is, gosh, think outside the box. It think doesn't have box. to be, it does not have to be difficult. It's more like observe, ask the Lord for creativity, mm-hmm. for wisdom, be inquisitive of your children. I loved asking my kids lots of questions because mm-hmm. it helped me understand them and how they were thinking. I didn't have to know all the official psychological terms or master's of education degree terms. I just knew my child. And, and I think that's really what, what I want to encourage moms in just, if you have a struggling learner, I love the fact that we're not, we don't have to make this hard. We can actually do something simple and straightforward. And I love what you said to me a while back. You were like, isn't it just like God to give us something simple and inexpensive and so doable? Yes. And I was like, yes. I said, we, you know, we serve the same God. That's the God I know too. Exactly. You know? <laughs> he's a pretty fun guy. <laughs> he, he is. And he's, and he is about... Um, yes, sometimes we have to persevere. We have to work hard. hard. I mean, there's, sometimes there's, we have to do hard yeah, things, you're right? Absolutely. But yep. why make it harder if it doesn't if need can to make be harder? It easy. And if we can make them look smart and avoid any wrong or no, and you wonder, and boy, you can move so much faster. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, 
one, one last real quick story here. We had one of our grandchildren for his ACT. He had, <clears throat> had had some reading problems when he was younger, and we worked through mm -hmm. that and thought we were there. But in his ACT college entrance test, he got 13 in reading comprehension. And they said, okay, now reading comprehension, how do we usually test that? We, they mm -hmm. read and then they ask questions and we answer right. them, et cetera. Right, right. But um, so I said, let's do the reading, let's do this reading comprehension exercise, which I did with my kids in school too, where we read a, a um, like a, the beaver weighed 30 to 45 pounds, you know, et cetera. Right. Now we look up, we make a great big beaver in our head with white magic marker we put 30-45 and oh man it's going to actually leak a little bit oh it matted his fur did you is your fur matted oh yeah okay then we read the next sentence and they make us you know we practice that for about 10 minutes just mm -hmm. taking letter taking um sentences and making a movie and then each time you can add more and more and more so by the end of the you know couple of months you're reading uh, a long passage and you can remember every you can rewind the whole the whole movie, like mm. they would even rewrite. Like I remember Eleanor Roosevelt, there was a whole passage about her. So we then we practiced in the ACT tests, etc. Well, this young man went on. The next time he got in his reading comprehension, thirty-one, mm. and he got that, of course, a scholarship because anything over thirty. <laughs> and big, what did wow. we do? We sat down, we read. I sat shoulder to shoulder. I think you know, of course, by that time it was eighteen. And I said, okay, I read a sentence. We looked up. We made a real rich picture of it. You do it step mm -hmm. by step until after a while your brain says, oh, I get it. Now mm -hmm. when I'm looking down and reading, I can see a movie. Hmm. And that's how we teach reading comprehension versus, you know, give me this, the best title or write right. a sentence about it. No, we just practice. So everything in there, do you see how they don't need usually a book or a pencil? Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. taught all, but we taught all the subjects, but it's with, it, it just it isn't that a wonderful way when I learned that from June Jackson like 25 years ago. I just was thrilled. I went home and I got from the Remedia Press, I got um, uh, mini mysteries, a little mm -hmm. $9 book and each page contained a little mystery that if you paid attention to the details, you knew who did it at the end. So I remember having them look up and make the pictures. Of, without that, first I had to read it. I read it out loud to them and then asked them, who do you think did it? And, oh, the answers were crazy. They came from everywhere. You know, I said, okay. So then uh, could be, remember, could be, and I wonder. Those are our favorite words. Right, right, so right. Then we said, let's look at these. And then we made sentence by sentence. They said, oh, I see it now. Mm -hmm. Remember, if you mm -hmm. get something, what do you do? You say, if your your right brain is working, you say, "I see." Okay. Left brainers will say, "I so, hear." I hear you. So those are those are little indicators of yes. what side of the brain they're really using. Yes, we love this with our Asperger's kids because they're so good. They know those things. They are data driven. One of the guys, his favorite part of a movie was all the. Uh, credits at the end the list of words because they were lined up so well i mean and so That's so funny our whole so this, goal go is ahead. to get them in the right brain what i yes. love about the brain integration therapy that lights up the right brain and the parents to say and one time they were even the neighbors came to the iep they said it's like he woke up mm -hmm. because you see the right mm -hmm. brain gets a joke 
my actual right. girls' kids were not getting jokes because it's data. They would just hear the right. jokes, data, data, data. Oh, that didn't make any sense. Ha ha. So, but the right, they would laugh because everyone else did. The right, right. <laughs> they, when we hear a joke, we see the anomaly, the funniness right. of it. When right. they could get jokes at the end of the year, I was thrilled. So I got a joke That's book. That's so great. We read oh, jokes. Yeah. We did many. This was our language arts. <laughs> I see. Okay, moms, listen in. This sounds like a whole lot of fun. And especially, I don't know, boys, they love to be silly and they love to just laugh and belly yes. laugh. So, yes. uh, yeah. So I, I, I want to go back to, you mentioned Remedia something. That sounded uh, really Remedia interesting to me. Press. R-E-M-E-D-I-A, Remedia Press. I hope it's press. It'll come up okay. And then yeah. it's mini mysteries. And then we mini use mysteries. that. And then they can okay. download from my website. And in fact, we may have it on yours too. The um, reading comprehension, right brain reading comprehension, making a movie in your head. It is so valuable for them yeah. to learn how to convert words to, to a picture. And we just do it as a practice. Again, what do they have in their hand? Nothing. Mm-hmm. But we have totally mm-hmm. changed from 13 to 31. <clears throat> right, right. So I'm going to include a link. We're going to find that Remedia Press for you moms, and we'll we'll make oh, sure we include nice. a link in the nice. podcast notes. Um, and then you have some some handouts and some different things for uh, both the last podcast and this I one. Do. Yep. And we will try to figure out how to um, either put those in the podcast notes or get a link so that moms can go back to your website and find these things. Um, I think that would be super helpful. So either way, moms, we'll make sure. There is a lot of free information Mm -hmm. everywhere. And Mm -hmm. they're welcome. As I say, 25 uh, articles. So when parents call me often, I'm just linking them an article. I thought, you know, if you ever have any time and you wonder about a subject or how to teach it, are they unhappy during it or anything, just look up in that and just, we've got 25 articles. I think we've hit about every subject, just our ideas, not the you know beginning and end of anything, but just the experiences we've had mm-hmm. to get a child out of a hole and into uh, the happy place of making progress uh, without right. knowing right. they're making, right. without them knowing they make mistakes. Look at how God covers our mistakes. Yes. Remember, Sarah, how we yes. know that she laughed when he said, oh, you're going to have, you know, maybe, but, but later on in Hebrews, right. it said she had faith. She, you know, in other words, mm-hmm. he doesn't record, he doesn't notice mistakes. And that's right. our goal. We, right. of course we observe. I love your whole um, uh, information about the importance of observing because the, mm-hmm. they write the curriculum. What do we do mm-hmm. next and That's how do right. we teach it next? Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and I think it's important, moms, to also, um, you need to keep fear out of the equation. Yes. Because they test that well. Just, yeah, it, it poisons everything that you're yes. trying to do. Yes, if yes, you're, yes. if you're, even if you're do, trying to do what we're saying today, observe the child, notice this, notice that. If you go into that with a fearful spirit, um, it's not going to go well. Yeah. It's just going to backfire on you. Go into it with a spirit of faith that God is going to give you what you need. Pray. Pray before you're, you know, if you've got some concerns and you've decided, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and move forward with just observing and seeing. Lord, open my eyes. Help me to see and to notice what I need to and not to notice what I don't need to notice That's or right. make a bigger deal out of something than it actually is. So mm-hmm. keep fear out of the, out of the, it's not, it's just not part 
part of our life. It just needs to not be part of um, what we're doing with our kids, um, how we're living our lives. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And so we move forward knowing that He has qualified us um, he will qualify us along the way for this job. Um, I so sometimes I have moms who are, you know, they got a second grader and they're freaking out about high school. I'm like, whoa, 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 stop. First of all, you're learning as you go. That's what we're all doing as homeschoolers. Whether someone has a degree or doesn't have a degree. Absolutely. Because I know moms who have a have a degree in teaching, every mom I've talked to who has a degree in teaching says it has been more of an obstacle than a help. Absolutely. Because and, you can't think out of the box then. Right. Yep. And so they had to they had to learn along the way, just like those of us who don't have a degree have to right. learn along the way. Right. So the, the the playing field is level. It's uh, level. But God has given you your specific children. It's he did so with intention. He did so with a plan and a purpose. And it's not just random. It's not just, oh, oops, you know, I didn't mean to do that. You know, <laughs> God, God said, no, I am purposefully matching this mother with this child or these children, whether they're adopted, foster, biological, they are in your family right now, currently for a reason. And God is, God is working. He's working <clears throat> all the and time. And you just be great, grateful and everything give thanks. We're grateful yes. for them exactly, exactly. the way they are. And work with what God has given you. Not, not. Don't look other places to other people's kids. God didn't call you to homeschool other people's kids. <laughs> he called you to homeschool your kids. So be one hundred percent there, engaged, um, observant, and laugh and have fun and keep your sense of humor. Don't take yourself too seriously. Really, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Good, good idea. <laughs> we have to learn to laugh. We should be laughing every day with our kids, if so possible. Important. I know there are hard days, but you know, notice the hard days and say, you know what, we need a little more laughter around here. So right. we're gonna go do something silly and fun, you know. Um, but our encouragement to you today, moms, is just whether you have struggling learners or don't, um, you can do this. You can totally do this, and you are. Um, you are equipped. You will be equipped along the way. You're equipped for today. You know, I was talking about the mom who has the second grader and is freaking out about high school. I say, just enjoy today with your mm -hmm. child. God mm -hmm. has equipped you to do today with your second grader. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do ninth grade today. You have to do <laughs> second grade today. Um, and so anytime we allow that, those kinds of things are just ridiculous distractions that mm -hmm. keep us from really enjoying this blessing of these children and, and homeschooling. Take the summer off and buy mm -hmm. a joke book. Right. There you go. And laugh. It's Sit laugh. under a tree or in a tree, like we mentioned earlier, and just belly laugh together. And you know what? I think we should make a subject. Like in high school, we start making a subject of practicing for ACT tests and all of that. Because it's good to have practice. But mm -hmm. I think we should make one whole subject is joke time. A joke yeah, book. Yeah, I agree. You know, I Calvin agree. and Hobbes is a great place to start. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Yeah, well, Diane, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I would love for you to just close in a word of prayer. Okay, Father, we are so grateful that you have made things easy for us. We have the anointing of ease. We just call that down in Jesus' name. We thank you that you also have anointed us to be moms and teachers of these wonderful children you've given us. Help us be grateful every day for one thing and not to complain because we know that complaints doesn't get us anywhere, that we are filled with joy as we thank you because you're always, always working in our life. 
Thank you for all these different ideas you've given us to help us to feel smarter and to be the teachers that you want us to and have fun doing it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.